Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. Business owners can often want somebody to just tell them what the right decision is going to be. Joss Willard doesn't claim he has all the answers, but he is confident that he can guide you to those answers, such as the role of a business coach. Joss will be the first to admit that many people roll their eyes at the profession, but for those who excel at guidance, their success will translate into success for you. I was recently able to talk with Joss on a video call. My first question to him was, where were you when you first knew you wanted to be a business coach? I was sleeping on my office floor and had just seen $80,000 worth of commissions walk out of my office because I had done too good of a job uh, at my other job. Mm. Um, and I was not charging for business coaching at the time. Okay. What was that other job? What were you doing? So I was doing financial advising. I was uh, particularly business owner succession planning. So I would have business owners come to me and say, hey, I'm ready to sell my business. I th think it's worth $3 million. It should take a couple of weeks to sell it and, and you can help me get all the money out tax-free. Mm -hmm. And what would happen more often than not is I would look at it and look at the numbers and all that kind of fun stuff and say, no, that's not how this is going to work. It's going to take us six months to a year to sell this thing as it is. And if you're lucky, you'll get 350000 and you'll only get that if you agree to stay on as an employee because you don't have a business, you have a job and a client list. So I would work with them for that. And I'd say, tell you what, let me work with you for a year. I won't charge you for it. And then we'll turn this into a business that you can sell. And so I would work with them for a year and, and you know, a third of them would just quit because all they were looking to do was get out of their business and, and that was fine. But of the ones that would stay, more than half of them at the end of that year would say, you know what, this business is, this is my dream business. This is what I always wanted it to be. Why would I ever sell this? I'm not going to sell it. And so then I would have just invested a year working with them and get nothing at the back end. Right. So that right. was, that was very clear that my business model was not working and I needed to do something For else. Sure. So how long did it take then from that realization to the time that you actually started your own company? Well, I was already in my own company when I was doing that. Mm. Um, so to pivot, it probably took, it took a few months doing a little bit of research around what would that look like? How does that work? And then I had a friend of mine who is also a business coach uh, invite me to come work with him. And so I did that for the first couple of years. Was this always in the cards for you? Like, were you always self-motivated being an entrepreneur or was this something you kind of fell into? Uh, so no, I was not always going to be an entrepreneur. Uh, in fact, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to grow up to be a lawyer for the world court. As part of that, I joined the US military and was trained to jump out of airplanes and blow up tanks, um, hurt my knees and wound up as a chaplain's assistant and immediately was counseling people. And so it kind of went from there. So in your regular day to day, I realize that right now, this is a weird question to ask, but normally in a normal day, what is what does a normal day look like for you? It actually doesn't look terribly different uh, now than it, than it used to, other than I have fewer coffee meetings. So I will, I'll get up, I'll do my, my prep for the day, have some breakfast, all that kind of fun stuff, uh, sit down and work on things in, in the proper order, which is what I'll teach any service professional, which is sales, marketing, delivery, and then any admin. Maybe an hour of, of sales type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a half an hour of marketing type stuff and then it's client delivery. So, so meetings with clients, preparing for meetings with clients and then admin for another maybe hour a day, which is, you know, just notes and following up on that and making sure that, that money go comes in and goes out and all that other fun stuff. Right. So it seems like you have a pretty good balance between working on slash in your business <laughs> instead of getting yes. too focused on one area. I think we should maybe break down a little bit about what it is that you actually do. 
So the short version is I help coaches and other service professionals uh, use tools like Profit First to have all of the money and time that they want without feeling guilty, slimy, or stressed out. That's a nice, succinct way of saying that. Now, I know that just from talking to you in the past, like you have a bunch of tools in your toolbox. Uh, my biggest question for you is how do you not become, I don't know, uh, feeling overwhelmed with like all the different types of ways that you can help people? There's not, I don't think, maybe you'll correct me here, but I don't feel like there's like a one size fits all solution to most people. Like you have to be a little bit adaptive to that. So how do you feel like not just overwhelmed by like, well, I have 20 things I could draw from, which one do I take from? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a big deal because you're right. There is no one size fits all solution for, for everyone, especially when you're dealing with people trying who help other people and serve other people as, as their core business. Right. Mm -hmm. So really it's, it's, the process. It's getting to know the client. It's going through a lot of people have the same challenges. It's just how it's showing up in their particular business or in their particular circumstances. So the way that I will often describe it is I have this giant toolbox and in that toolbox, I've got say 12 different screwdrivers. And so if I'm talking with a client and it turns out that they need a screwdriver based on who they are and what their preferences are, I'll pick out two or three of the screwdrivers in the box and say, okay, well, here's the one with the purple handle. Here's the one with the red handle. And here's the one that's all crooked and sideways. Mm -hmm. um, which one do you want to start with? And we'll go from that. If that one doesn't work, we'll go to another one. Um, you don't want to just throw 20 screwdrivers at somebody and say, catch. That doesn't work very well. <laughs> I, I imagine too, it's a little bit like being in a relationship in that you often sometimes you don't want to just jump right to the solution because that's not what they're upset about. It's like, no, you need to handhold me a little bit in this situation rather than just telling me what to do. Oh, absolutely. They've people are only going to invest in themselves through you proportionately to the amount of trust that you've earned with them. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and very much it is a relationship and it's not like a doctor. Like if you walked into a doctor's office and sat down and the first thing they just turned around and handed you a prescription, the right thing to do is run out of that office <laughs> right. and, and or sue the doctor for malpractice, depending on if you're Canadian or American. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. It's, it's just what it is. So uh, as, a, as a coach, I cannot just look at somebody and immediately go, here's your answer. I can often, you know, like if you walk into a doctor's office and you're limping, the doctor's going to immediately make a set of assumptions and start with, tell me about your leg pain. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, actually, first he's going to say what's bothering you. And if you say it's your leg, then he's going to have a, a series of things that he can go through. I have similar things when people bring their businesses to me. Well, it's like, okay, I don't have enough money. All right. Well, there's five different things that could be causing that. So we'll start there. But if that's not it, we can, we'll dig deeper. It's, it's never just, oh, hi, here you are. Here's the, here's the tool for you. Why would I choose you over, say, one of your competitors? Well, I like to think I'm a nice guy. Um, when it comes to, coaching. Literally anyone can call themselves a coach. Coaching has replaced consulting as the code phrase for I'm not working right now. <laughs> right. Um, I don't have right. a job. So, so now I'm a coach. But at the same time with coaching, certifications mean almost nothing. Because a, a certification in many cases is I paid somebody $5,000. Now they, they rubber stamped me and gave me a certificate that says I'm a coach. So it's a combination of the experience knowing how to, as I like to put it, move the levers in people's heads, knowing how business works and having, being open to and having access to other people's tools as well, other people's minds, right? So it's not just me that coaches a client. I have all of my mentors, all of my tools that I have, have learned over the years. And I have that background that includes counseling, 
and other types of coaching. I've dealt with a lot of uh, family-owned businesses and dealing with the, the relationship issues that come along with that. When I coach with the client, it's not just, here's the system, implement it and be done. It's very personalized to the client and it very much has to do with where are you as a person? And if we have to do work on you as a person to take you, say, for example, from being a life coach to being the owner of a successful life coaching practice, those are two different mindsets and identities. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help my client figure out how to be that second one because that person makes decisions differently than the single solopreneur life coach who isn't making enough money to pay the bills. Um, what is something that is true in your industry that you don't think a lot of people know about? Probably the fact that the average coach makes less than $30,000 a year. Oh. Um, and, and most coaches realize this because most coaches are making less than $30,000. They're like, oh yeah, that's me. It's one to 2%, somewhere in there, of coaches ever break six figures a year. Mm. Um, so there's, there's tons of people out there on the interwebs that are, you know, Hey, make your, make your seven figure coaching business, make your six figure coaching business by just using this tool that we sell, which is marketing or, or whatever the case may be. And the fact is for most people that doesn't work. You need to treat a coaching practice like a business. And that's a very difficult thing to do because coaches are the worst. We're the worst case of do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to scale a coaching business if you are the coach and you're, you're the whole business. There are ways to do it, but you need, you need to work with somebody who understands that concept. So the short answer to your question is, is that most coaches are lousy business owners. <laughs> well, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, let's say I'm graduating high school or maybe a little bit older, I'm, I'm graduating university. And I'm just wanting to start an entrepreneur or get into the entrepreneurial world. What advice mm -hmm. would you give to someone that's just brand new, trying it out for the first time? Uh, same advice that I give to anybody starting anything for the first time is, is don't get fixated on the path or the vehicle. Choose the destination. And people are like, oh, I don't know what the destination is. I don't know what my life is going to look like in 5, 10, 20 years. No, you don't know <laughs> what it's going to look like. So choose. Because um, it's like this, if you tell me that you absolutely love driving your, your Lamborghini north and south on the QE2, that's great. But if you're, you're absolutely dedicated, the only thing I'm going to do is drive a Lamborghini and I'm only going to drive on the QE2, that's awesome. But you don't get to be mad at me when you wind up in Edmonton instead of Vancouver. Right. <laughs> right. So if you choose the destination first, like I want this lifestyle, then you can choose the vehicle and the path to get you there. But if you choose the path and the vehicle in advance and get locked into that, the destination is already determined for you. Gotcha. No, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Joss, uh, for talking with me here today. Do you have any websites, social media links for people to check out if they want to uh, find you online? Absolutely. The best place to find me is probably josswillard.com, which is J-O-S-W-I-L-L-A-R-D.com, which is my website. If you're specifically a coach and there's a website, uh, profitforcoaches.com, and you can email me joss at josswillard.com. I have social media, but I can never remember what any of my ads are. There's usually, if you search Joss Willard, you'll find me. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Cool, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. All the links to get in contact with Joss are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day. Bye.